Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, I wish there was some way around that, but you know, what, what do you do? The air, the air, uh, airfare is through the roof on a lot of these trips. That's why that trip I took last weekend, kind of the spur of the moment, to uh, uh, El Salvador. I just couldn't believe that I found such a, te- a cheap flight to San Salvador, El Salvador. I was like, well, how in the world did... Um, it must have been a typo or something. I've never been somebody who's gotten one of those amazing airfares where it's a typo and then they fix it in 15 minutes, but they still have to honor the ticket they sold. So I think this was legit. But to fly all the way to, um, I mean, I'm sure it's not the busiest route. Who's, go- who's going to El Salvador other than somebody like me? I did think it was interesting that in El Salvador, and I may try to get somebody to come on the air and talk about this, the new president there, a relatively new president, who looks like he's a young guy. I would have said he was in his 30s, but somebody told me he's in his 40s. I should look this up. Uh, that he has locked up 50,000 gang members. And that's the only reason the country's still not in huge trouble with people uh, basically having to pay the mob just to walk, you know, go from one side of town to the other side. And if they don't pay, they get beaten up or killed or someone in their family gets kidnapped. I mean, that, that was the real situation there. And I, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I'm telling you guys, this society had better get our we have got to stop the spread of crime and legitimizing criminal behavior and making excuses for it because if if we don't you wait another few years look at how it's look at how the crime has ticked up since 2020 when everybody said oh let's not let's not say anything about BLM and Antifa we're just going to let them oh they have a real reason to be upset this is protest no it was criminality And everyone in this town and everybody in Virginia and everybody in the United States acted like the criminality was somehow excusable. Now you've got people who are going into stores right in front of everybody stealing. If you don't clamp down on this, it's going to be a hellish existence for you and your family. So and then you'll be lucky if you find a leader like this young president in El Salvador who says, I'm coming in and I'm going to lock up all the bad guys and probably some guys that he just didn't want to deal with, too, if we're being honest. But that's that's where we're headed. And that's the only solution at that point is you just trash an entire generation of people. You want that? I don't think that's positive. I you know, and I don't want to live through the interim that leads us to that. 
where where I got to worry about getting shot and killed in Western Henrico. You know, didn't have to worry about that a few years ago. Guess what went wrong? It starts with a D. Democrats, because they are always going to side with the criminal. Every time they're going to side with the criminal. Too bad. 7.08 on this uh, Wednesday morning, 21st day of February, 2024. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. Uh, today is a big day for people in the pro-life community. Uh, the March for Life is taking place at the state capitol. On occasion, they've had many, many thousands of people uh, lobbying the capitol. But I think there was a, you know, the last election cycle, Democrats focused so successfully uh, and with an alarmist attitude about a complete ban on abortion. You wouldn't be able to have any abortions under any circumstance. In fact, we'd let women die. Uh, if, if, if there was a pregnancy that was going to kill the woman, well, the woman was going to die. I and mean, that's the kind of lie that was being told. And unfortunately, for those of us who want good government, uh, it, it worked. And so now you've got really inexperienced, kind of crass Democrat leadership at the Capitol. I hate to say it, but I, I think that's the truth. So what will the tone be at this year's March for Life after the disappointments in November? Victoria Cobb is the president of the Family Foundation, is helping to organize the event today. Victoria, good morning to you. Are you at the Capitol already today? Yeah, yes, already down here, and things are already sort of hopping <laughs> in this, I bet. this big day. What will the crowd be like, you think, this year? Honestly, I think it will be very large. Um, obviously, it's a hot topic, so right. that is one that thing. That is true. Um, but, you know, I just think people are – the passion doesn't get deterred when you really feel like this is an injustice to the unborn. And so, you know, you, the passion remains despite some setbacks. And I think people are coming out, and um, they're seeing extremism more than ever before in our General Assembly on this issue. So I think it's illuminating, you know, what – what the options really were in election in the election, despite what was said. What's most upsetting uh, about the initiatives that are moving through the legislature now? Which which, which would you flag as the most extreme? Well, it's, it's really hard to pick because they are all yeah. unbelievable. But I think I think what people don't understand is it isn't about these are not people who simply want to allow some legal abortion, which is what they tried to sort of put forward, the, mm-hmm. the majority that are now in the General Assembly, what they really want is a propped up abortion industry with our tax dollars that is like the Virginia becomes the place where the South that doesn't have enough abortion comes to get their abortions, where our doctors ship chemical abortions into other states. So all the bills this year are not just about a a woman's right to abortion. It's really about making Virginia the abortion capital of the South. And it's about making sure that no one can ever get in trouble for doing something that is illegal in another state. You know, the doctors can just, the abortionists can literally just act as they want uh, and interfere with um, abortion, even in places where states have said, no, we're going to protect life here in a way that's more uh, comprehensive than Virginia. And so I think that's, I think people just don't necessarily realize it wasn't just about keeping some abortion available in Virginia. And that's what I think they tried to present to the electorate. So we're just going to talk about the abortion extremism that is over there. And to your point about what needs to change in the mindset of our society to appreciate 
life in a way that we don't yet, obviously, or we would not have voted this way. Now, I was with you last year. I've been to a number. My mom and I used to go down, not in an official capacity from the radio station, just us together, which was very (laughs) meaningful for the two of us to go, Uh, especially right before my niece and nephew were born. I I think it, for some reason, it it really was moving to her, and, and I felt that sensitivity. And when I heard her talking to people about this issue, uh, I felt like she she could testify in a way that might soften some hearts on this. And I've heard a few people speak at your events who aren't just, you know, uh, fire and brimstone and you're going to burn in hell for this, who've really shared right. personal stories that I think would move people who were open-minded to at least hear another point of view. Is that yeah. how you're characterizing yeah, it this I mean, year yeah i mean people i mean the goal is that we as i kind of will we'll talk about in my speech like we've got to help society embrace children as a blessing and a joy and and give women hope that we that they can be confronted with an unplanned pregnancy and that they can get the support from the pro-life community that they need and, and we have to get to a place where a tough in utero diagnosis that isn't treated like, uh, you know, the plague that has to be gotten rid of. But in fact, you know, we have a child that has, you know, maybe they're predicted to have Down syndrome. Well, guess what? That's an opportunity for our society to learn how to love people who are not like ourselves. Um, you know, it's funny. We're so anti-discrimination everywhere except especially children with disabilities, people that get diagnosed with tough things. And we, we are treating abortion like it's an acceptable solution um, so we're just going to talk about sort of helping people understand this, that, you know, even if you're not ready to parent, adoption is a really beautiful option. And there are people out there waiting to have that opportunity to have your child in their home. And so our goal is just to, to kind of start moving the dialogue to a place of understanding rather than a place of political contention. Well, I hope it's a, a great day. It's a little chilly here this morning, but you'll have some sunshine by the afternoon. Real quick, what is the schedule for the March for Life yeah, in Richmond today? Absolutely. So there's already folks down here starting at 730 learning how to talk to their legislators. So there's some equipping happening. There's okay. some pastors at a breakfast already around 8 o'clock. They come. And really, we have a different charge for clergy because we think they need a leadership charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but then 11 o'clock is the main rally. So your folks have plenty of time to adjust some, some things and just come on out for the rally. And they're going to get to hear Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears and Delegate Nick Freitas and some of, some of everybody's favorites. Um, and then the actual march is at noon, and the governor is going to join the march. So they have an opportunity to come out and march with the governor. Are you um, surprised so a really by that? Great event. That's kind of bold, you know? Um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. The first year he did it, it really threw the media. I mean, they were sort of stunned. And you know what he just said? He said, well, it's the Virginia March for Life, and I'm pro-life, so mm-hmm. I march. I mean, mm-hmm. he made it that simple. And I think mm-hmm. it really is that simple for people who believe this. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so we've been very proud of him for just – um, not treating this like politics, but treating this like this is something I believe in. Of course, I'd be a part of it. It is interesting because I think, um, you know, I, I don't want to be ever critical of Governor Yunkin, but I think he's so <laughs> nuanced on other things yes. um, that this is interesting, that this is something that he will go out and be seen in public. And I agree with you. I think it's kind of it, it is politically brave. Some people would say it's politically yep. stupid. I think it's politically brave to actually say what you think and stand with people who agree with you so i 
applaud the governor yeah. for doing that. And the electorate yeah. doesn't want two-faced politicians. Yes, they know right. that's what he believes. So right. I think actually it just builds his reputation of authentic, you know, authenticity. And I think that actually helps people get elected is, oh, you're not one thing when you say it and then you Be go do honest. something else. So, yeah, be honest, and yeah. that's this is part of him yeah. showing that. All right. Well, I hope it's a great day for you, Victoria Cobb. I always appreciate when you come on the program, the president of the Family Foundation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I, I, clearly, there's political work to be done, but more importantly, I think, how have we alienated an entire group of people in the last 10, 20 years where there's just open hostility about protecting a baby. You know, if you go, if you go to, um, I don't know, the SPCA and you see all these little puppies that have been there for 30 days. And I I don't know if I I don't want to impugn anybody that doesn't euthanize. So I shouldn't say that. I don't know what the SPCA's policy is. So let me just say generically, if you go to a place where pets are dropped off that nobody wants anymore and, and people will cry as they see these dogs being led to go be euthanized, killed, murdered, because there's no place for them to live. People will cry. It will be just an emotional outpouring. And I understand I got pets. I love my pets. How have we lost? And I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying how interesting is it to me? All of my friends, maybe former friends who are leftists, Democrats, they would cry and be very upset about that. They would give money. They would create. They'll help create facilities to take care of these dogs and cats so they're not killed. But when you talk about an abortion, man, there's no sympathy at all. Not one ounce of emotional concern. It's like clipping your toenails or burning a mole off of uh, your finger, a ward off your finger. That, that's how insignificant pregnancy and birth and children are. How is that possible in this society? I don't get it. I, I applaud your sensitivity to animals, but you don't have that sensitivity to, to human beings? Weird to me. 718. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 